1025 It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard A proposal that would see the SPFL expand to 48 teams And admit old firm Colt sides has failed 2,000 fans can head the grounds from Monday As we enter level zero And there's League Cup group games tonight With the likes of St Mirren, Hearts and Dundee in action I'm Andrew McLean Joining me in the studio tonight is Gordon DL Yeah, it's in the build up to next week Andrew We've only a week away before Celtic Open their account in Europe against uh, Mitchelland At home uh, listening about the show last night, I think there's a few concerned Celtic supporters out there, you know, looking for new signings coming in. I must admit, I thought Celtic would have had a few new faces, fresh faces through the door, but they must be working very hard behind the scenes. And obviously, a lot of these uh, cup games going ahead and teams getting the chance to organise for the start of which is going to be a very important season. Yeah, as you say, just one week away from Celtic's Champions League qualifying opener against Michelin. They've been linked with more players today. Quite quiet on the Rangers front, but maybe you've got some suggestions out there of what you'd like to see from Rangers going forward in this transfer window. Graham Alexander at Motherwell today saying he wants four or five more additions. There's League Cup games tonight too. Maybe you're heading along to one and just want to chat to us. Anything that's on your mind, 0141 951 1025. Or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB Gordon do you think that's the, the sort of main main point really you're talking about one week out from Celtic playing that Champions League qualifier I think they've got to register players by Thursday there is uh, a change where they can register players a bit later I think two players can be added to the squad after the, the official um, squads put forward on yeah. Thursday but there's obviously quarantining issues when it comes to bringing players in at the moment as well Yeah as you go about your business Gordon because we work in this show people think you've got an insight to everything and Celtic fans that you meet going by are, are very concerned about what's happening I'm sure that they're working very hard behind the scenes I'd be astonished if they weren't because it's apparently clear that they need players in um, maybe they're at the situation where they think they've got enough uh, quality in their side um, maybe they're in the situation where the manager's happy just now uh, to take his time with his signings we've seen what happened last year I think a lot of Celtic fans were angry that the signings weren't over the line quicker seasons are all about preparing Preparation is everything Kick egg You know You've got to start You know Hit the ground running There's a new manager in And also In that sense I'm I'm quite astonished That A new manager Come in From A foreign country Okay John Kennedy's there Gavin Strachan's there Mike Manis is there In the youths Surely for a manager You must bring in Someone Of your own Someone that You've worked with someone that's been a part of your staff, someone you trust, someone that you want to bounce different things off as well. I I think there's a lot of slow activity at Celtic Park just now for me. 01419511025 if you want to get involved. Let's go straight to the phones. William is a Celtic fan in Motherwell. William, what are you making of what's going on at your club at the moment? Hi there, how you doing? Hi Gordon, how you doing? Hi William, how are you? Um, I tell you what, as Gordon, you, 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 you kind of hit it right on the nail there by saying we don't know what's going on. Now, my point tonight is um, the current backroom staff uh, that's there, you know, not the new manager, the current backroom staff that was there, they were part of last year. They were part of the disgraceful way last year was handled by the management team and the way that, 
you know, as a business, Celtic was managed last year. Now, to me, I'm astonished that they're still there. And I think what you said there, Gordon, why this new manager hasn't at least brought one person in to be his assistant, his coach, his whatever. Somebody, it doesn't have to be somebody that he worked with before. It could be somebody new. It could be somebody already in Scotland that he feels that could do a job. I just don't understand why the two guys or three guys that were there last year that were bad, that were part of the poor performance last year are still there. In any other business, they wouldn't be there. And I just wondered what you think about that. Yeah, I, th- I, I think you're you're not alone in this. I think a lot of Celtic fans have uh, vented their anger about you know the backroom staff. Now, we all know, and I'm one that will stick up for him. I think John Kennedy is a terrific coach. Now, whether he should be there or not, that's up to Celtic Football Club. I don't know anything about Gavin Strachan. I know he comes in for a lot of stick about this iPad situation, but if you look at most teams nowadays, they've always got someone doing that. So I'm not getting caught up with that. I'm looking at a new manager coming in when he had the upper hand because Celtic were really, they, they were left a little bit desperate. They wanted him in. He was their man. He had the situation to say, yeah, I'm prepared to come in there, but I need someone, whether we're keeping uh, John Kennedy and Strachan, I need someone that I know personally. Someone that he, he can go away from the the football, you know, the the sort of a training ground, they go for a bite tea, they're maybe even living together just now in a, in a hotel or a park. Someone that's close to him, Andrew, because every manager does it. I think Neil Lennon suffered last year because of that. I think Neil would have probably desperately wanted someone in with him. I'm not saying that Neil wanted rid of Kennedy and Strachan uh, or whoever else is there. But I think Neil would have been desperate to get one of his own guys that he's worked with throughout the years to be by his side. And I can't understand why Postacoglu hasn't got someone in beside him. Well, you're talking about John Kennedy and how you feel he shouldn't be at the club because of what happened last season. Does he maybe have any credit in the bank or should he be given some respect given what he did before last season with with Brendan Rodgers and what they achieved together? Yeah, I think there should be some kind of role there for him. I don't, I don't doubt that for a minute. I think there should be a role maybe in the back room or with the second team or whatever. But I think for, for a new manager to come in, he should be starting afresh with a new team. I mean, you, you touched on last night when I was listening with you. I mean, the signing is shocking, absolutely shocking. I mean, the Celtic supporters have put their faith in the new manager. They've spent thousands and thousands of pounds in new season tickets and we've had one signing from some young guy that we've never heard of do you know what I mean I mean Hugh mentioned a marquee signing I mean I think it's too late next next Wednesday next week is the the European game and I think myself and another maybe 40, 50,000 supporters are worried about next week we're really worried about next week I'll be interesting I'll be interesting to see what develops over the next coming days Andrew Um, as I said I, I'd be astonished that Celtic's not get targets just now and working very hard behind the scenes because everybody knows they need players. The one thing that I'm probably going to be interested in next week if they don't and they start with the, the, the strongest starting to live in is the guys that come in for a lot of criticisms, the Ayers, the Christies, the Edwards that were you know blamed for downing tools, wanted to leave. And I think that there's a few in Celtic part do want to leave, and that's another thing that I'm 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 quite surprised that we've not seen that door being opened and a few players been let out it. 
Um, it'll be interesting to see how they perform. You know how their attitudes are to it, because let's be honest, the, uh, they were called into question during the season, um, and I think for a new manager, that's a dangerous ground to go over. I really do, and uh, it's you know worrying for any Celtic fan out there getting into the start of a new season. They want to see new blood. You know, it was an end of an era. Neil Lennon had left. The ten in a row had gone. You know, they'll accept a new manager. They they want it different, fresh faces. They want it something to look forward to. It's a lot of money for the season tickets. And so far, it's the same thing where every single night, nothing is happening for them. Well, William, we're seeing some new players linked with Celtic today. Liela Bada, who's a 19-year-old winger from Israel. There's Brandon Soppy, who's a young fullback from Rennes, a Watford youngster as well, Boston Lawal. Are these names that, that give you any sort of excitement going ahead? No, absolutely not. We're looking for somebody that's an established player, somebody maybe in their mid-20s, you know, somebody who's an established player with another club that Celtic are willing to go and spend millions of pounds on. I mean, see by now, at this point in the season, with a new manager coming in, and all he was late in coming in. And you're right what you're saying, Andrew, the supporters will back the new manager, there's no doubt about that. Um, but the guy has to be given the funds to buy the players that, that Celtic badly need. And Gordon, you're touching on players that, that maybe not want to be there. And my, my, my uh, view on that is, let them go. Let them go now. Because if you're going to have the same situation as you had last year, I mean, look what happened last year. Do we really want to go through all of that again? Yeah, but William, we're all defence Celtic in this one. It's okay for people to say, well, if they don't want to wear a jersey, if they don't want to play with Celtic, i.e., for instance, at any other club, let them go. The fact is, they've invested so much money. They're looking for the return. They're looking for a profit. They're not just going to sell cheaply. So it's it's a difficult situation for a club as well. What they need is for, you know, one of these guys that want to go, for instance, they need a, a buyer to come in and say, well, we'll give you the money or roughly round about the money that you're looking for. Then that's a, that's an easy sell. On you go. You don't want to be here. We want to make sure that we want to go forward with players that want to be successful with this club. But just now, Celtic can't just, you know, lie down and get their bellies rubbed. They've got to they've got to bring in money for it. They can't just let uh, top players go out the door for bargain prices just to say, well, let them go. And that's where the difficulty lies in the transfer market. I don't think anyone can deny that Celtic took a bit of a gamble, a bit of a risk last season. You know, Christopher Ayers come out and said that he wanted to leave last summer that wasn't mm-hmm. allowed to happen they agreed that he would stay for another year Celtic full well, fully well knew that he would be going into the last year of his contract there's reports today from down south in the Northern Echo, in Northern Echo saying that you know Newcastle were, were hoping that a bid of around 10 million might be able to secure the services of Christopher Ayer those reports saying that Celtic are actually wanting 20 million pounds for him and Newcastle have said, you know what, we're going to cool our interest on that one. If Celtic sort of put themselves in, in an awkward situation this summer well, where they've now got players who, who wanted to leave last summer that feel that, you know, there are now promises that were made then that, that aren't being stuck to. Well, I don't know what the promises were. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't there when the promises were made, so I, I, I can't comment on that. Um, I do think that uh, if you look at a few of the guys' performances last year, it was really, yeah, it was plain to see, Andrew, that they were trying to play their way out the door. There's no doubt of that. And I think they let the club down. I think they let the fans down who paid a lot of good money and never get inside the stadium. 
Um, and I think, you know, obviously they let the manager down as well and he suffered with his job. Um, yeah, I think I think there have been mistakes made once again because these players should have been shifted on. You know, you've got Christopher Ayer coming out there. It's a club of the size of Celtic. Get, you, you've got to go behind the scenes and work to get the right money. Now, have a look at where they're now, the situation they're in. People are offering them 10 million and Celtic have went 20 million. It's not, there's not really a, a big middle ground there yet. You know, somebody's not going to go, okay, then we'll go 15 million. If Celtic would have went, well, we want 15 million in Newcastle, there's a 12 million in there with add ons that can, can work for both teams. But they've left themselves in a bad position because I honestly think they've got players there that don't want to be there. Now, what happens next week when they get into another important game first game of the season Celtic part a European game a game that they've got to hit the ground running new manager got to get winning you're going to depend on players that have got seriously one eye on the, the, the exit door that's a big big worry for me well thank you to William 01419511025 if you've got anything on your mind Alec is a Celtic fan up next Alec what have you got for us Hi Gordon Hi Andrew Hi Alec. Hi Alec. Uh, I can't remember uh, maybe William coming on when the uh, Celtic were doing the quadruple treble and the double treble and everything else saying that he wanted shorty uh, John Kennedy. Obviously Gordon's uh, the boy Stranking wasn't there at the time and Steve McManus he's obviously he's still learning his trade. So you know to, to come out and say because he was part of it last year you know he's just going to need to stuck it up because it's quite clear John Kennedy's gone nowhere. You know what I mean? And me, personally, I think that, you know, as regards to a coach and, like, as maybe his man management, I think that he's got plenty to offer. I, uh, I, I can't disagree. Just quickly on that, Ali, I can't disagree. I'm a, I'm a fan of John Kennedy. I think, you know, everyone I've spoken to about John, uh, I've never heard anybody criticising his coaching, his training, his man management. So he's got a lot to offer in football. Uh, personally... Um, I think he would be a good addition to stay there But I still believe the new manager must get his own man in beside him As part of that team That's my great peer, this is what I'm trying to say But on the other hand, I think it may be time for John I don't know what John's thoughts are But John's learnt his trade through Celtic He's been there a long, long time He's been a great servant to them He's worked worked under super uh, great managers He's also... Went out and been the manager himself in a very, very difficult situation. And what he's taken for that and the experience he's taken for that must be absolutely brilliant for him. I would love to see John Kennedy go out on his own now and get a job and put his own sort of a, you know, stamp on it, Andrew. But if he stays at Celtic, I honestly believe, and almost a lot of Celtic fans are against John, I honestly believe that John's still got a lot to offer. With what he's learned throughout the years being at Celtic Football Club, uh, I just think obviously just to finish up on it, I just think that a lot of Celtic fans think that John Kennedy just walks through the corridors at Park Eden and just gets paid for doing nothing. You know what I mean? Uh, which uh, couldn't be further from it. Uh, regards to the signings, we seem to be doing what I thought that we were only going to be doing. I.e., the, the, the last two signings. Maybe the, the first one that we made, uh, the boy that we got uh, last week, he could possibly be a contender to start this season. But the two boys that were signed, you know, you could possibly say that they're, they're for next year, which is no good for 
us right now. Uh, regards to the Michelin game next week, you know, I, I know that we're linked with the boy Soppy and the other boy, the, the, the Abadal or whatever, I don't know about that name. Now, I think that even if they were to come in the new or even come in the Thursday, I think it's too soon for the two boys to get flung in if it was him. Uh, I think that obviously Andrew's probably got the team in his seat to know that's going to play Michelin, which, you know, as a Celtic fan, in regards to what happened last year, it is a wee bit worrying. But, you know, I think that, you know, we've just, as a Celtic fan again, we've got to need to show a bit of trust and a bit of faith and hopefully that the signings, they are there. Um, Ali, 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 being a Celtic fan and knowing a lot more about Celtic and, than I do, obviously, you're saying there that the manager would probably have his th- the thoughts in his head of who would start next week, right? Say nobody comes in. Me, personally, I don't think I could pick the Celtic team next week to start because you're looking at, would you have... Uh, like, would it not so almost be easier to pick it, though, because there's but, just not many yeah, players well, to choose well, from? Well, I'm sorry, but I don't think getting into this game uh, after what's happened to Celtic since the season finished that Celtic fans were sitting back thinking next Tuesday we were going to have, for instance, Barkas and goals, Ralston at right back, Welsh, b- say, Beaton and uh, Taylor. I don't think... If, you'd, if I'd have said that at the end of the season... Your first game against Michelin, guys, here's what your goalkeeper's got to be, here's what you're back for. The the phone phone would have lit up and people would have come on and say, you know, I've never heard so much nonsense in my life. That actually literally could be the back four and the goalkeeper. Uh, you're obviously mayor in the football scene, you know, Gordon and, and what I'm like, like I said, I'm a Celtic fan. What do you, wait, I mean... Uh, I can't, I can't put my finger on it. What do you think that is? What do you think that the hot was? Because Andrew's been there now for a good month. Obviously, when he says that he was in quarantine, you know, he'd have been looking at it, but I had a dossier of players. What do you think that... Why do you think this is? Um, that's why we ask the question every night on the programme. And I think some Celtic fans who... You know, they'll, they'll never criticise their team, and I'm delighted with that because you're there to support a team through... Um, Good and bad And I think Celtic have You know their fans have been given a lot of good times And um, you know Celtic as a football club Deserve the support of their fans And I definitely think the new manager Deserves the support of their fans But that's the thing that if Guys like us come in here every night And thinking we're going to be talking about new signings And new fresh faces And how will the Celtic fans feel about that Because it's quite boring the other side Because if you look at Rangers They've got all their business done You know you, they, They're sitting very quiet They're prepared They're ready They're ready to go And You know I just can't understand The size of the club of Celtic Why They're not Basically Halfway down the road at least They're not even at the beginning You know They've got a manager in And basically That's where it's really stopped The manager's come out With good positive vibes About Yeah I'm happy with a lot of The squad Of course he's going to say that but they're getting into a very important season. There's got to be a lot of pressure on the guy. And the transfer market, once again, the same as last year for Celtic and their support, is very, very slow. Well, thank you to Alec. 01419511025 if you want to get involved. There is some signing news as well. Motherwell have made an addition. I'll bring you that after the travel. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL here with me, Andrew McLean, in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 01419511025 if you've got anything on your mind. I did say before the break that Motherwell have made a signing. A young centre-back Dara O'Connor Who was released by Leicester uh, The Irish defender assigned An initial one-year deal um, So we'll see how he gets on Over the next few weeks But that could be a new one For the back of your motherboard shirt uh, No, I'm going to wait this season To see who really stands out um, we, we, we need centre-backs um, Andrew, no doubt of that We need to replace Campbell In the mid-left part uh, Declan Gallagher And obviously Campbell Two big misses Right through the spine of your side But, you know, Kelly uh, was a terrific sign, a terrific sign. But Graham Alexander's obviously knows the the English leagues, and he's went down there, and uh, hopefully he's got a few bargains, a few guys that can, you know, come up to Scotland and make their mark. Yeah, he says he wants four or five additions. He said that today, so that's certainly one of them through the door. They kick off their campaign away to Queen's Park in the League Cup tomorrow. There's obviously lots of League Cup games on tonight. Loads happening as well. So as I say, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you want to get involved Some news today as well That a proposal uh, that would have seen the SPFL expanded to 48 teams Along with the introduction of Celtic and Rangers B teams uh, That was put forward to the clubs That's fallen at an indicative vote um, It fell significantly short of the backing required to merit Bringing forward to a written resolution We hear this all the time There's always a lot of talk about these um, you know, reconstruction Whether the, the sort of Celtic and Rangers B teams will make it into the SPFL once again, this one's been knocked back. Yeah, it seems to be year, year after year. Uh, um, the subject keeps coming up and it seems to be declined, Andrew. Um, whether it be a good thing or a bad thing, I don't really particularly know. I think that uh, obviously it would benefit Rangers and Celtic because they're younger players and uh, especially watching Celtic just now um, with a, a big squad of probably a lot, of, mostly the youngest players I've ever had in their squad. Um, you know, they need to get experience because I think by the time the season does start, Celtic will have a few players in and these guys then drop off the radar a little bit. Um, so they need a platform, they need somewhere to go. Rangers are the same, they want to bring through their young, uh, promising kids as well. Um, but unfortunately, it's not going to be. Uh, the clubs just don't fancy it. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was the line today that it fell significantly short of the backing required. Um, there, there just doesn't seem to be that much support for it outside of Celtic and Rangers. They've been mm-hmm. pushing for it really heavily, and it's a case of you know the clubs have been trying to to convince the rest of Scottish football that this is the way forward and it'll help the wider game. And the response from certainly a lot of supporters as well. There's a lot of supporters that saw that story today, and I've seen tweets saying, "Good, right, that should be it. Let's park it. Let's never yeah. do this again." But. Um, it did say in the in the sort of press release today that their paper has generated wide ranging debate on how we improve the development of young Scottish players. Yeah, obviously it's all about Rangers and Celtic, and they're quite right. They've got to look after themselves, but other clubs down below decide no, it's not for them. Um, and also, you've got to admire the their, their stance because there will be a financial uh, benefit to to clubs that need money, especially throughout the the times that, that we're going through and that we have been through in the last year and a half. So, um, you know, they've probably looked at every situation, every avenue, and unfortunately for Celtic Rangers, it's not going to be just now. Well, 01419511025, if you've got anything on your mind tonight. David is a Rangers fan up next in Govan Hill. David? How are we doing, guys? Uh, hope you're all doing well. You too, David. 
Yeah, um, uh, the first thing I was wanting to talk about was um, Mr. Inside Source from a couple of months ago, uh, who was a Celtic fan that apparently had insider knowledge on the ins and outs of what was going to happen at Celtic. Um, funnily enough, near enough, all of his guaranteed predictions have already been proved wrong. Um, he said that uh, Eddie Howe was a uh, cert. He was near enough in the door. The contract was just to be signed. It was just the backroom staff to come in. Um, he also said that Declan Gallagher was very close to uh, signing a contract, along with Doig. Uh, Shakiri was basically a guaranteed loan as well. However, um, I'd really like to say that I've I've got a lot of respect for Ange Postecoglou. He seems to really talk a good game, and I'm really interested in what he's got to do this season. Um, I've I've got a couple other points if I can jump back in. After. Yeah, yeah. Well, t- I mean, you can you can never accuse our callers of having a no. short memory. They'll remember absolutely everything. I was on the sh- I was on the show. I think that night the the lad came. I can't remember his name. That's no surprise there. Um, but I'm sure he's uh, with about. A few million English supporters lying under the bed just now hiding, thinking, why did I actually say that? Why did I open my mouth? Um, unfortunately, none of them come up. So he had a bad night. Uh, we've all had them, Andrew. I mean, you never know the, the Josh Doig deal. There could be something well, in that, well, maybe. Maybe one, maybe one out Shakiri, of the Aki. are you having that one? One out there. No, I'm not having that. Maybe one out there. I can't be lucky. Look, we do it every Saturday, so I'm not going to stand here and knock the lad. Um, on Postacoglu, yeah, I'm, I, I've said since the day one, um, I think he needs transfer windows Not just this one I think he'll need windows I think he'll need January I think he needs next summer I think he needs patience um, I'm sure every Celtic fan Would love him to hit the ground running And go off to a terrific start But it's it's such a big job Andrew And there's nothing There's nothing really happening in the now Apart from him And his enthusiasm To get the Celtic fans a bit excited Because look it's every every club's the same. Motherwell will be looking at you know Neil Alexander saying I need four players. Graham oh, Alexander. Graham, Neil, what did I say, Neil? Graham Alexander. Motherwell fans are excited who they're going to bring in. Yeah, you know, this Motherwell fan uh, in the studio doesn't yeah, even know the manager. No, name. well, I had to slip up there. And um, <laughs> but it's Celtic as well, and Celtic are desperate to find out who are they going to bring in. Who's going to be the marquee signers? Who's going to get them to you know fork out their money again? And you really look forward and say. Come on this show We're going to challenge Rangers Because we've signed X, Y and Z Just now it's very very quiet But I do believe And I really hope That every Celtic fan Gives this guy This manager An opportunity Because You really need A bit of support Especially when you come into A new uh, country Different football He's not getting any staff with him He's depending on guys That are there Um, You know He doesn't know the Scottish game It will take time He's very confident. He believes in what he's doing is right. I think he needs time to show that to the Celtic supporters. Do you want to come back in, David? Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, I, I'm actually really glad to see that he's changed up from the three-five-two or five-three-two corner play. And as he said before he came in, he's looking to play a more attacking style of football. Um, being a Rangers fan, uh, I. I I always love to keep an eye on Celtic because being a betting man, it makes me a bit more money. <laughs> but um, Please really, like, responsibly, I'm, everyone. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm really hoping that obviously the the two friendlies that Rangers have already played 
Yeah, you know, like one nil Partick Thistle getting beat off Tranmere. It's it's not what you want to see, but obviously we have bigger games coming up. Um, I'm hoping that we can manage to maintain the form throughout the season. Um, I'm I'm really excited to see what Fashion Sakala can do. Um, but yeah, again, we have bigger games coming up. Uh, obviously, those being Arsenal and Real Madrid. Um, and with uh, Alfredo Morelos still being on international duty with Colombia, I think that's the game that we're going to see him come back because surely he's going to want to perform in front of the world stage. Gordon, do you think that extra preparation time that Rangers have this season, their first Champions League qualifier, is after their first mm-hmm. league game? I think it's the week after the. Um, the weekend of their first league game Do you think that extra preparation time They've got could give them a bit of a leg up This season They've got more friendlies More time to um, You know just for, for preparation generally Yeah I think I think it does give you a little bit of time The only thing I would say uh, Andrew is I don't get caught up in the, the pre-season fixtures Whether they win or they lose or whatever I'm sure managers will tell you up and down the country Yeah it's nice to get a result The most important thing is a bit of fitness uh, the only difference from that to next week, Celtic are now competitive football. You know, as you can play as many friendlies as you want, because we've seen it before. Guys go out, whether it's Arsenal, whether it's, you know, no matter who it is, um, Tramier, whatever, you get 45 minutes, you get 50 minutes, you're building up. It's the same with Celtic against Sheffield Wednesday. Other clubs are the same. Once that competitive football starts, it's a completely different pace. That's where you get your real fitness. You know, you're you're only you're not going into these games, especially early on, a hundred percent at it, because you've got to get that competitive football ninety minutes under your belt, and it sometimes takes players two or three weeks the season started to get up to top gear. Well, thank you to David 01419511025. Ross is a Celtic fan up next in Pollock. Ross, what's on your mind tonight? Hi there, guys. How are you doing? Uh, Gordon, hope you're well. Hi, um, Ross. I'm just I'm on tonight to, to, to speak about Celtic because I'm actually a concerned Celtic fan now. Um, I was a concerned Celtic fan last season, and those concerns are still with me because we've not seen a do any business. Um, I know we're bringing the young boy for Wednesday, but I'm concerned in the fact that we've not actually managed to secure any players that are going to give me a, a, a hint of hope that we're going to go anywhere and do anything. Um, we've got this Champions League qualifier coming up next week and I, I firmly believe I think we're out of the Champions League before the ball's kicked. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to give that a buy. I think in the league, I think we are, we, are, we are about four or five signings away from being a good side and I think we need to start getting the finger out and getting players in if we want to even make a challenge to Rangers. I mean, Gordon, that's a big statement, Ross, saying basically, you know, he's just sort of saying, well, I just don't think we're going to qualify for the Champions League. I'm just going to, need to put that aside because of the lack of business right, so far. Right, right now, I, I can understand where Ross is coming from. I, I, I really can. Um, I, I'm not saying that they've not got enough to go and win, but I think it'll be very difficult. If they don't get a good result next week, they're in real trouble, Andrew. Um, I, I disagree with Ross here when he says they need four or five. I think they need a little bit more than that. Maybe they'll hold up. Now, I don't know Celtic's business, but, you know, maybe they'll hold up as they're hoping to get players out um, so that it frees up more money as well, um, you know, to get the quality that they want in. 
because Celtic are probably a, a club. If if if, you, if Celtic are going to buy players just now, you know the selling club are in a good position because you know Celtic are desperate for new manager. They'll think Celtic have got a lot of money. They want they want top dro- uh, dollar for it, Andrew. So Celtic are in a position where they may just need to get rid of the the ayers and people like that because every business is the same to free up money as well to give the new manager as much backing as he possibly can to get the best players available at his price to bring in. Um, uh, the transfer market is a complicated situation. Now, everybody thinks it's a straightforward, well, we want that player, we'll just go and buy him. There's so many parties involved in it before you even get to the player. Um, so it is a difficult situation. But Ross is right. If, if you were a Celtic fan now... Um, as much as you believe in your team And that's what you're there for To support them I'd be a bit concerned Ross what are the biggest areas of concern for you at the moment? Um, I know I was I don't know, a few weeks ago I think I spoke to you Andrew About the fact that I, I personally believe I think we've lost Scott Brown And I think a midfielder is key But I, I agree with, I think that a, a goalkeeping situation for me is, is key Because Barkas, Bain and uh, the young boy Hazard and last season we came under a bit of criticism and rightly so for the goalkeeping situation but I think that we've not really addressed any of the areas that are concerning so for me I think the left back, right back goalkeeper maybe a left winger and then another striker because of the Griffiths situation so um, I'm concerned obviously over the park in terms of positions but I generally thought believed that we would have got players in well before now and the fact that we can only turn around and say that we've signed two players, Liam Shaw and the boy, and the the boy from Sheffield Wednesday, I think, a, um, I think as as a Celtic point of view, I think that we're really not helping ourselves. We're really not because see, 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 Ross, this is where I'm saying I think you need maybe more in the four or whatever you're talking about is because you touch on a a, a position there, a, you know, a bit a, a bit of the pitch. You look at the goalkeeper. I definitely think they need a new goalkeeper. Will they get away with being at the beginning of the season? Probably yes. I'm a fan of Barkas. Absolutely no. Uh, I just don't think the lad is suited, you know, to to the style of football that we play. Um, I just don't think he's got the confidence. Whether the new manager can change that, I'm saying that no, I don't think they can. So I'd definitely be looking for a goalkeeper. You look at you're going to start with Ralston. Right back just now Because I can't think Of anybody else Andrew No I think it's the only Sort of recognised right. right back and, In the senior le- squad And let's be honest He was nowhere in the picture And uh, he's been loaned out And I'm not having a go at him uh, You're looking at You know Young Welsh has been brought in Welsh get brought in Because Celtic at the bad At the back were so bad That Neil decided to go With young players And give the Celtic fans Something to look at I think Welsh is one That will be about the squad But he's He's Right now, for me, he's not a regular every single week in these big, big, big games. You look at maybe Beaton, Ayers already, for me, thrown the towel in. Julian's not fit. You've got Ball and Golly that every Celtic fan thought we'd never see again. You've got Taylor there that there's a lot of doubts about him. Now, whether you keep these boys or not, remember, you've still got a lot of, lot of games coming. And they're coming thick and fast. So you can't just depend that you need cover all over the pitch. You need two players at least, especially with a team like Celtic is going to play in the competitions and, and the importance of the games. They need cover. They need two players, three players in most positions. And I'm talking about decent quality players. And right now, I don't think Celtic have got that. 
Well thank you to Ross 01419511025 Give us a call now And you could be up next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL here with me Andrew McLean In the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 01419511025 on the phones Or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB I'll just touch on another point today The news came out that football clubs in Scotland Will be able to welcome 2,000 fans to matches from Monday And can request permission if they want to host bigger crowds Now this was after First Minister Nicola Sturgeon gave an update today Where she announced the country will be moving into level zero as of Monday Um, So good news that you know, more fans will be getting back into grounds. It'll be interesting to see how it develops over the mm. next few days because you know that um, clubs will want, especially you know the ones with the bigger stadiums, will want to get as many fans in as possible. So, hopefully, what we'll see is you know these clubs putting their proposals to the Scottish government, to their local um, councils, and able to get more than two thousand with with the permission as well. I'm surprised if, if they won't. You look at Celtic; it'll start on Tuesday night, um, Andrew. I'll be surprised if there's only 2,000 in Celtic Park you look at odds last season uh, average round about 2,000 uh, even Hamilton the, the lowest gates average over a season were over 2,000 so um, yeah first and foremost great news that we're getting supporters back in that's the most important thing but I'm sure there's got to be a lot of common sense and there'll be a lot of work done behind the scenes with clubs that can assure the government that you know the safety measures are put in place and I'm sure that there'll be more than 2,000 fans at Celtic Park uh, next Tuesday night I mean we saw I was at both Scotland's games at Hamden during Euro 2020 and there was only around 12,000 fans in the ground but I mean it just felt like more than that it was a special atmosphere and it was just great to see fans back and it seemed to all go pretty smoothly there wasn't really any fallout after the two games at Hamden so you'd like to hope that what we'll see in the next few weeks is is all clubs managing to get a, a good amount of fans through the door yeah but listen we'll never forget football's nothing without the fans and it's a great saying in the world and it's true um, and I am delighted the supporters are being allowed back in the, uh, the, the grounds you're right Andrew if you can even get and you see that we've played at Celtic Park, you can see the size of Celtic Park, if you can get 18,000, 20,000 in there. And if if the Celtic can tick every box and, you know, the, the, the government are happy with that, it's not just a difference to the supporters, it's a difference to players as well. You know, as a player, you always wanted to play in front of the big crowds. And I'm sure that with supporters being starved of their football and their love of the game going along there, the passion and... You know, especially if it's a nice night like this, the weather as well. But we could both have a great start of the season. But we've got to make sure that, you know, it's small steps. Remember it said 2,000. But I'm sure if the request goes in and, as I say, if all the boxes are ticked and all the work is done, I'm sure we'll get more supporters in and it'll be great to get them back. I mean, 2,000 fans is, is very different at very different stadiums. Yeah. Some of the, the lower league ones, if you're 2,000, there's, so there's a lot of people sort of crammed in there. Whereas, you know, that that's probably why the likes of Celtic and Rangers, you'd think would be confident they'd be able to get more than that just because of the, the spacing and, and how much yeah, bigger the stadiums look, are. I'm not, I'm not standing here saying it's because it's Celtic. I'm not standing here saying it's because of Rangers. You're right, it's the size of the grounds. Um, I'll be the, the protocols, everything that goes in uh, with it as well. They'll obviously have to, you know, pass every every safety rule. There's no doubt of that, and I'm sure 
that the clubs will push the boat out because Celtic Rangers, every club from the top right down to the bottom, they want their supporters back. That's what football's about, getting their supporters back into the ground. And um, it's great to hear today that, you know, we're starting to slowly get there. It's been a long, long year and a half, Andrew, and a lot of people are sober, and they need football in their life. They want to go out there. That's part of their life. That's an enjoyment. And the clubs want them back. The players want them back. And we want them back. Well, let's go back to the phones. Dale is in the south side. Dale, what's on your mind tonight? Hi, there. Um, well, I'm a Celtic fan and I have been all my life, but I don't have the tunnel vision of this whole, you know, Strachan and Kennedy were part of a losing side last year and because Ange doesn't have his assistant, you know, that's the first thing that they've done wrong. I've worked in logistics all my life and I know that training new staff is one of the hardest parts in getting them to integrate. The fact that Ange can focus 100% on how we play, how to improve and, and the players rather than where to park or best way to get to the training grounds or stuff like that. You know, he's got Kennedy and Strachan there to, and te- uh, like to, to guide them through those so things. Stop, and he, Dale, Dale, stop just yeah. a minute. Are you, telling, are you telling me that the new manager's going to instruct Kennedy and Strachan to tell the players where to park their cars? No, I'm, no, I'm saying for him, just any help that he can get so that his prime focus is the football and how to do it. Well, why I would mean, his prime focus not be the, the football? Surely, sure. listen, I know what you're saying about the industry you've, you've worked in, but I've worked in football all my life and let me tell you that, and every manager will tell you the same, and I've been speaking to a few managers this summer and I, I, I'm not going to mention, but there's one that said that you know, the biggest uh, disappointment that he had when he managed a big club was not having his his own man in beside him. It's just... Fair point, yes. Yeah. It's, it's common nature, mate. And, and I'm not... Listen, I'm not saying that John Kennedy or Strachan have not got a, a part to play. I honestly believe they do. I think they'll be a great help to the new manager. But let me tell you, in this industry, and I know it's a different industry from a lot of others, but a new manager coming in, from a foreign country into a country needs someone at his shoulder that he knows, he knows and has trusted throughout his football career. Gordon, is there sometimes just too much focus on people like John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan because callers come on and, and say, well, they shouldn't be there because of what happened last season. But John Kennedy and, and Gavin Strachan were just a, a small part of everything. There was, Cut. you know, it's uh, recruitment, there's the manager, there's the players, there's there's a lot more than just... Look, but the, the, here's how I answer that quite easily, Andrew. Brendan Rodgers was one of the best managers Celtic ever had. He walked into a club and he had control of it at that time and he could easily move John Kennedy out the building. Not a problem. They would have backed that 100%. So, Brendan Rodgers, who the Celtic fans loved for what he'd done for Celtic, the, the trophies that he brought, saw something in John Kennedy and kept him by his side. John Kennedy is a big, big part to play at Celtic. Of that, there's no doubt in my mind, my personal opinion. But I still believe a new manager getting in there, and I do believe that Neil Lennon also... And it, uh, probably if you go and ask him in, in the next year or so and everything settles down, Neil will tell you the exact same. He wanted somebody in beside him. Every manager does. Look at Steven Gerrard. You know, they talk about his backroom staff, right? The one guy that he had in beside him right away, forget Bills and all these guys, was Gary McAllister. Because that was his, his sidekick. That was his guy, that the go-to guy. The guy that he, that he knows so, so well. 
throughout his Liverpool days and the relationship they had. Every manager needs the same. Do you want to come back in quickly, Neil? Um, yeah, just one more point. Um, when it comes to deciding the players, I understand 100% that we need almost an entire first team of new players. And everyone keeps comparing them to Kaishinha and, you know, come from a foreign market. When Kaishinha came in, he brought in a plethora of players from um, South America. And look how that turned out. The fact that he's looking at academy players, you know, Frimpong's played more time under Ange than he's played under any other manager, which in my eyes is a new signing straight away. The fact he's looking at players that play for the jersey rather than a player at 10 million playing for 20,000, 40,000 a week, that gives me confidence. Yes, we're not going to get a full 11 of those guys, but even if we get two or three players that want to play for the jersey, they know that they're going to get the chance under Ange. Well, thank you to Dale. That's all we've got time for tonight, unfortunately. Thank you for all your calls and thank you to Gordon DL as well. Lots of games in the League Cup tonight. We'll make sure to bring you the reaction to those tomorrow. I'll be back then and make sure to stick around tonight because Johnny Campbell's up next.